Hi, everybody, and welcome to We're Podding This Together. It's the podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not so favorite Disney Channel original movies. I'm Indoni. I'm Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lori. I put them reversed because I wanted to see how long it would take. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. I just, I know the normal order. And so I was just waiting for you to say I'm shaking it up. I didn't even know there was a normal order. Jeez, shows how much I pay attention. I, I had the IMDb tab up, and so I didn't have the notes <laughs> tab up, so I wasn't reading it. <laughs> uh, blah, 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 blah. We hope you remember to floss and that you're Zoom enough for this episode. Today we're watching Daddy Napped. <laughs> School's out for summer, and the East High Wildcats are ready to be. <laughs> <laughs> Hold I mean, on. That's... Hold the first on. few words of that sounded correct. I know. One, of, one of the recent recordings we did, I read the summary for a different movie, but didn't even notice until like 30, because the movie, it, the summary was so generic that it could have fit the movie we were watching. Some white teens get into trouble. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Oh gosh darn. They're in a real pickle here. Okay, Melissa has a bad case of sibling rival rival rivalry. Only her competition is a fictional character in her father's best-selling novel about a teenage super spy. When her father is daddy napped by a seafull summary. <laughs> when her father is daddy napped by a group of overzealous fans, it's time it's up to Melissa to help him by ta- tapping her inner superhero. Good God, nailed it. Oh, that was the end. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, tapping her inner superhero. I was like, okay, there's the comma there. <laughs> I thought it was going to go differently. Yeah. Have either of you seen this before? I hadn't even heard of it. Took me until about five minutes from the end to realize that it was the girl from Hannah Montana. <laughs> uh, that's, no, she's not Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel Osment is her brother. Wait, is it her? Okay, I thought they looked similar, but I didn't know if it was real. They are mm-hmm. siblings. Looked similar? She looks like him with a wig on. Yeah, they are hands down related. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, Haley Joel Osment is the little boy from Sixth Sense or AI. That Second bear movie. Lions. Oh, Lions, not Bears. Lions? <laughs> Isn't there a Lion movie that came out when yeah, he was second, around? Secondhand Lions. Oh, Bear movie. Oh. There was well, a Bear movie, said. though. Yeah, oh, Secondhand Lion. That's a really good movie. I really like that movie. There's a like lot. a Bear cartoon. Brother Bear. That one. Uh, I don't know if he's What's in that. Haley Joel Osment in that? I have no idea. I haven't seen it. I just think he did it. <laughs> What are you cradling there, Lori? A Waterloo lime, I can tell. Whoa. It's really good. I'll send you one. Mm-hmm. Ooh, They're so yeah. good. I have one in my fridge right now. Um, where does this movie start? It starts in our hero, Emily Osment, slash Melissa's room. Was She's that her packing. name? Yes. Oof. And I only know that because I IMDb'd it, because it's hard to do the notes when you're just like, so the girl uh, come up with are you talking uh, about yourself sammy you're the girl <laughs> i am the girl oh uh, one day it'd be really funny if instead of actually doing notes you just like wrote a weird version of notes and then <laughs> see how long it takes us to get i kind of did that with high school musical where i kept changing gabriella's name notes, and i think it took you guys like half the movie to realize that's not her name <laughs> anyway so we're in melissa's room and she's packing and there's like a pop song i'm pretty sure she sings the song she has to that's disney law at this point yeah yes or an ali and aj song no it wasn't ali and aj no and she looks over to a family picture and it's her and her mom and her dad and they all look happy and then some boy appears 
in the picture. I guess she's imagining him there. And I definitely thought that this was like an older brother who died or something Same. when I first saw this. I thought it was going to be the biggest fucking bummer of a movie immediately. I thought right. that, and then my next thought was like, uh, are we about to deal with mental health issues, like hallucinations and oh, shit? Oh, no. See, there was another movie where the girl was actually imagining another version of herself. and Read it and weep. Yeah, it was definitely there, but they never acknowledged. Like, she was having, like, it would pan out to her yelling at her alternate self, and other people would be saying it happening, and they never discussed mental health. So I don't think that's on Disney's bucket list. Yeah, this one was very close to doing the same thing but i think they did a good job of making it so that it was very much in her head and other people weren't seeing it yeah i mean she still like went through all the movements and stuff yeah but we don't know if that was like realistic or it's like when you're in your head like going through like a conversation or something and you kind of gesture and stuff like uh the read it and weep was like very much her it was clearly she was arguing out loud with herself and this one you could say they're taking like artistic liberties i think to like illustrate her inner monologue okay yeah like like lizzie mcguire there wasn't actually a cartoon version of hillary duff following her around i think it was like the like your voice in your head please tell me you have that please tell me everybody (laughs) no it's actually like dead silent up there that would be scary right it would be to have no internal dialogue sound like you or does it sound like a sexy blonde? Okay, not sexy. He's a teen. Does it sound like an attractive blonde boy? Mine internal monologue? Yeah. I mean, both uh, of you. Yeah, mine definitely sounds like a sexy blonde boy. Mine sounds like an 80-year-old woman who smoked for like 40 years and has 10 cats. <laughs> Those commercials where people got their laryngitis taken out. That's not a thing. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> Wow, I didn't know you could do that. That sounds like a great treatment. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Larynx. Thank you. Um... I dug her room, especially the giant sculpture of the Scream by uh, Kafka. That's not Kafka, is it? I thought it was Munch. Maybe. No, Kafka <laughs> was a writer, wasn't he? He was. Yes. There you go. <laughs> now you look stupid. Sammy, go. <laughs> Oh, yes, because I don't know who, who painted this, the scream. You tried to sound like you did. I don't know what a laryngitis is, Sammy. Read <laughs> the next up. line and let's see what happens. Read the next line. Book report time. Uh... Lori <laughs> <laughs> just made herself look double dumb. <laughs> so glad we record on Mondays. We all seem very mentally well today. Yeah. I am literally done with today. Like I was like, oh, thank God I'm home. Nothing else bad can happen. And then it took 15 minutes to load Zoom. Mm. Zoom, <laughs> don't say. So book report. They're at school. They have to do a book report. And some khaki kid gets up there and he's like, I'm doing my book report on Trip Zoom and the, what was the name of the book? Anybody Temple know? And the Temple of Doom. Something like that. Trip Zoom, Temple of Doom. The entire class loses it. They're like, no way. Even the teacher like leaps to his feet and is like, no way. That book doesn't come out till next week. Nobody's concerned about the fact that this kid, someone should get fired. Whether it's his dad or the guy that his dad is friends with that works at the print shop that produces the book. It could be like an ARC, but I don't think there would be for like a book this big. I don't know. This book really isn't that big because later on the dad's talking about like, my last book sold 250,000 copies. Can you imagine what the next one's going to do? And he got a freaking convention over it. The whole time I was trying to think what this book was supposed to be in reality. Was there something that like... I think to me, it was similar to like 
the Alex Ryder novels. Um, Never heard of it. Which was also a young boy teen spy. Okay. Um, by Alex Horowitz was the author. Um, and they came out when we were like teens, preteens, that age. Okay, so that lines up time-wise. There was not some strange culty dentist undertones. There was a lot of dentist stuff because he was a dentist. Oh my God. Yeah, it took me the longest time to realize that. Like in the first scene when they're talking about the the new book that's been leaked, when they're seeing like that perspective, when he whips out like a fucking dental cleaning kit, I was like, what is happening? Like what kind of spy uses a fucking like dentist mirror and the scra- the tooth scraper thing to save a woman from shackles. A good one, Andoni. Yeah, that's true, but also like... Oh my God, they kept saying floss. Yeah, floss. Yes. <laughs> is this just dental hygiene propaganda? That's exactly I what was. I was saying. I think this whole movie... The dad used to be a dentist, but was it ever explained like in-universe why Trip Zoom was so obsessed with dental gear? No, I think it's just because he was a dentist. So it oh, was he was to a be... dentist? No, no, the dad was a dentist. But I think yeah, that's but that's what like... I'm saying. Like in in universe, like oh in, no, in tri- in the Trip Zoom universe, why was Trip Zoom so into dental gear? Well, if I he mean... made it out that like no, I don't know, I got nothing. You're gonna have to go to the Trip Zoom uh, convention in what looked like middle of nowhere Arizona. You know what? I'm gonna don't I'm gonna... tempt me with a good time. <laughs> I mean, I have been to like 10 Harry Potter cons yeah. and I am in three days going to Boston in fucking January for a sci-fi con. So, Oh, sick. <laughs> yeah, and then at a nerd camp. <laughs> sure did. Literally, literally called nerd camp. Yeah. The parents are divorced and we find out that Melissa is supposed to be going on like a camping trip with dad. And it seems like mom doesn't believe that it's going to happen. It's trying to set her daughter up for like the failure of her father. So it's a pretty typical divorced parent trope situation going on here. But then they seem kind of okay later when he like arrives at the house and he gives her a kiss. Hello. I don't think there's any Anna. Like, I think it's they know how like kooky and weird he is. And like, it's not like he's still showing up. He's when he shows up, he's not. So you think they got divorced not because of like bad blood between them, but because he just wasn't around enough. And maybe like it was long enough ago. Like, we don't know how long they've been divorced. I got the feeling it was a recent divorce because there was the conversation between Melissa and the mom where she's like, are you sure it's okay if I go? And the mom's like, yeah, just because we're divorced doesn't mean. You can't do things like, like, I would think if it was a long enough ago divorce, that wouldn't be in the question. No, that's true. That's, that's definitely a very new, um, new situation language. Cause that's kind of what it was like when my parents got divorced. Like, oh, are we allowed to go over? The dad, like, he's not just a deadbeat. Like he's still showing up and he might not be fulfilling what he should be doing like with his daughter, but he's still there at least. So it doesn't seem like she's actively like pissed off that he's just like, Oh, I'll be there today. And then he just doesn't show up without word. Yeah. Like she's she's disappointed, but she's not mad. She's she's just like, oh, you. Did anybody else think that he looked like he was constantly on the verge of tears throughout the whole movie? No. His eyes were just no. so wet. <laughs> he had those NPR moist eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sammy, before you came, we were talking about like NPR voices and how you can like hear their lips moving. And like you can mm-hmm. just tell their there's fiddle in the corners of their mouths, and it was very bad. I am Lori Thompson. I can't do it because I don't have enough spit. Tough. 
<laughs> Isn't there like a term for people who get freaked out by mouth sounds? Um, I think there's philioma. <laughs> Lori, I think you should stop trying to say scientific terms tonight. Um, no, I think I think mesenthelioma is people who've had their laryngitis removed. <laughs> is it Amanonaguchi? <laughs> one of my favorite bands. I don't even know how to say their name, but they're good. Anamanaguchi. Anamanaguchi. <laughs> or Anamanaguchi, whatever. Anamana. Their website is Armana Prodaguchi, which is funny. Anamatopia. <laughs> you didn't even say that right. Yeah, they're, but like before they go camping on this camping trip, she's really, really liked. Does she know that he's? they're going to a convention? No. No, not at all. Okay. They're in the car and... And he's like, so I'm stoked about this camping trip, but like, we have to make a quick stop at a convention. And she's like, ugh, are you kidding me? And he drags <laughs> her to this convention. And they're still in like a very uh, desert-like town. but It it's... looked like Texas to me, like a small town in Texas. To me, it looked like, well, like just because I haven't been to Texas that much, it looked like Arizona, which is basically like the same type of thing. You know, a small town, not a lot going on. But this place was was hopping. They had like cool, like, mm, I wouldn't say Route 66 vibes, but kind of. Route 66 sucks now. I had to visit a town on it and it wasn't good. But I mean, like what you would expect it to be like light up marquees on the theater in the middle of town and car washes and shit and seafoam green. But yeah, there's like this whole convention just for this one book. All the kids are super into it. And there's a contest about which one can be Zoom enough. So I think the point of the contest was like, can you manifest the ideas of Trip Zoom? Who's like some superhero. I don't know. What kind of bad guys does he fight? Is he like, is he like Bond-esque? Is he like... I felt like he was very MacGyvery. Yeah, he was MacGyvery. MacGyvery. He just fights against I don't know, not the the muddy putty guys from Power Rangers, but they're like the plaque people. <laughs> and I think there's like an infomercial like that or something. Oh. Now I'm thinking of the one for toe fungus. <laughs> oh, that just makes me think of Mucinex with that gross blob of phlegm. Uh, they get to go into a presidential suite and there's a really, really unnecessarily low lamp, old metal beds and a lava lamp. I like lava lamps. I approve of this room. No, but the decor okay. was totally mixed because there was like a lamp that had a, what do you call the thing that steers a ship? A steering the wheel. wheel. The wheel, yeah, it had like, oh, a ship's wheel, <laughs> duh. <laughs> it was a lamp that had like a miniature ship's wheel on it, and then there was a lava lamp, so it was very confused and cluttered. It was two Ooh. twin beds in a like tiny little room, and that was the presidential suite. Yeah, with horrible wings coating on the walls, or wood paneling. Ooh, well, what were the other ones like? I really want to know what the cheap rooms were if this was the presidential It's suite. just like one row of bunk beds. Oh, like in a hostel? Yeah. I could fuck with that. I do like later on, there's nothing, like this entire movie is super anachronistic, or at least the town is. The one guy's got like a 70s bachelor Austin Powers kind of room. Yeah, I also couldn't tell anyone's age in this movie. Like the Melissa, I thought she was between the ages of like 11 and 16. And then the guy working the front desk at the hotel, I thought he was like 15 to 17. Yeah, he was little. He was very yeah, little. Yeah, he was definitely little and he should have... I could, I could not see him owning a hotel. I bet his parents recently died and he like just turned 18 and he's like, the bigger my hair is, the taller I look. The bigger the hair, the closer to God. 
So as they're checking into the hotel, there's this group of kids who are, I don't know, spying on them. I don't know. There's multiple spyings, right? And then like yeah. all these fans are, they're dressed up. There's no sense of what the storyline in the book is like because there's people wearing like medieval garb that's made out of horrible party city material and like people who are dressed up as spies and some lady who looks like an owl mystic because she's like holding her or like Dracula because she's holding her cape over her face. Super confusing. Yeah. I don't understand the trip zoom universe. Me either. But the the fans don't seem like reverent of him. They're just like, oh my God, there's this guy. What's up, bro? Because this one kid's like, hey, come here inside my skull. Like not even please or oh my God, it's you. Can you imagine what it would be like if JK Rowling showed up to something like this? I would lose my mind. Yeah. You'd be like, too scared to talk you wouldn't be like yo bitch sign the skull <laughs> i felt I bad even saying it like in no. how dare you no i would remember my manners i'd be overly polite probably to the part point where she'd be like uncomfortable like uh this is no. i feel like it would take a lot to make her uncomfortable just knowing what i know of the fandom true i'd offer her a cup of tea why would you, you just have some on you i always have tea like just loose loose like a, a bottle what are we talking here loose leaf tea just just leaves all over the bottom of the bag <laughs> like i think we can put together a pot of earl gray jk rowling there might be a little bit of a oolong in there but it'll be fine don't worry <laughs> you just like you holding... have to pick out the, the appropriate leaves every time you want to make a oh my god yes these are my witch goals but you have to like <laughs> handing stuff to her like there's like a book and a notebook and then like a and weird a napkin a scarf like a cat toy yes, def- no a cat i would keep a cat i would definitely keep some kind of like a scythe shawl afghan thing oh yeah definitely like a <laughs> knife for cutting my herbs you're just like murder mary poppins at this point <laughs> Yeah. Murder Poppins. Murder Poppins. There's a contest to read the new book before it's published. You just have to know the most about Trip Zoom. I missed No, that. no. It's to get your, you would become a character in the oh. new book. Yeah, but you also get to read the next book before it's published. And I was really confused about that because the next book comes out like next week. That's not really a. I mean. Well, I think he's just kind of pumping them out. Yeah, and like, well, imagine if you got to like read the Harry Potter like a week before it came out. That would be a huge deal because they took, there was like years between them. I feel like this guy just throws out a new novel every year. He's like John Grisham. Or Ari Salvatore. Or there's, every time I hear John Grisham, there was a joke on Third Rock from the Sun where they're all reading John Grisham books. Yeah. And and then they're like explaining the plot and they're like, I think I've got your John Grisham. Yeah. It's all the same. That. It's that's probably like my favorite joke. On well, there's a lot of good jokes on Third Rock from the Sun. I that's a good show. Everybody should watch Third Rock from the Sun. I watched it a couple years ago and it was so good. Oh yeah. So she tries to bomb with the dad and everything is just about the books. He like turns it into an idea for the next book. So she was talking about like going to dinner with him somewhere, and apparently the restaurant has like a table behind a waterfall or something. And he's like, yes. "Oh, that would be cool for Trip Zoom to have a mission behind a waterfall." she's like i just want to go to dinner can we have one thing not be about trip zone please yeah Yeah. so yeah he's like very difficult to be around because it's all about the book all the time he's got an obsession with this attractive teenager he's created nope that was a bad joke never mind (laughs) i was about to say (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't imagine what perspective for the dad or for you. Neither of them are appropriate. And let's nope. just. <laughs> nope, we're moving on. So it's the next day and she's like up early or whatever. It might be the same right after that conversation, but he promises to leave by 12. I couldn't really read the clock that they flashed to because both the arms or the hands were the same length. So either it was one fifteen or it was three something. It was 12.15. So, like, they're supposed to leave at noon. And it was 12.15, and he's just now starting the contest. And he walks up on the stage, and he goes, Guess what, guys? I'm not going anywhere. And then he looked up and made eye contact with her, which makes it worse, because then he's like, I know I'm fucking up, but I'm going to keep on doing it. So she's like, well, fuck this. And she huffs and turns to leave. But then one of the spy kids runs into her. She calls him a Nimrod, which I didn't even know was like an officially accepted Scrabble word, but he like... Well, it's not Scrabble. It's upwards. Yeah, which I've played. Yeah, it's like word wham. Talking about it like it's the big new craze and it's there's national... I mean, I'm sure there are competitions for Scrabble and stuff, but... But are there national competitions for Upward? Yes. Regionally twice. Impressive. That is pretty impressive. Yeah, he's got such a nerd boner for her. Yeah, they kept making the little boy really interested in her and like it was very forced and uncomfortable to me. I think that was also his character in... Wizards of Waverly Place. Gross. Where he's kind of like a wannabe ladies man. Yeah, where he was a womanizer and then the brother was also like kind of awkward and nerdy. That's icky and I don't like it. But the brother does not really portray that well at all because he's like attractive and muscular and he's a small child and it's creepy yeah he's not a great actor so every time he said something gross it was like double down bad well i mean you're just coming off the high of having watched a mary kate and ashley movie and they were that was like a month and a half ago so (laughs) (laughs) they were like they were like child prodigies yeah i'm not comparing it to that even a little bit this kid is like ooh feisty i like it but he's like four and it was a weird (laughs) like line that didn't need to be there so it was just icky well no they needed to give him some character apparently yeah and they could have done it without making it like a weird objectifying like making her being feisty like something that he found sexy at six years old he wasn't even really necessary i think they just kind of put him in there because the other kid from wizards was in it he kept on reminding me there's the jonas brothers and then there's a bonus jonas named frankie and i kept wondering if it was their youngest brother but it wasn't oh my god a bonus jonas how cute right (laughs) um (laughs) you just keep moving past can you imagine can you imagine being the one brother who's not famous i think with like how big they got i feel like he's probably cool with it like he probably gets the fringe benefits without having to work especially when their name is like the jonas brothers and you're like i'm also a jonas brother thanks for noticing (laughs) he got the cute like side thing i don't know he always seemed like okay with it as the bonus jonas because he was like very young like he was born in like 1999 or 2000 or something and they were big in the early 2000s so like okay that's fair i guess yeah i'm trying to think of another situation where that happened but i can't i'm sure there's like a fifth hansen brother somewhere oh yeah and a fourth fourth? yeah (laughs) i've I've actually always wondered the so john and hank green they constantly joke about there being another brother is there another brother there's not another brother what about the sisters (laughs) in heim heim who heim heim Never Corey? noticed. No, there's there's the band Haim. Corey in the house? And it's three sisters. I don't know that. Oh, they're really good. Haim. Okay. They had that one song, the Amer- American Americana. Can you uh, sing it? No. I really have no, like, I 
could not remember a single one of their songs, but I would definitely jam out to them. Isn't there a third Mary, not Mary Kate? Isn't there a third a Marvel sister? actress? She plays the Scarlet Witch yeah. in the Avengers. Yeah. She's not the sister, is she? Yeah. Yeah. What? So the kids from earlier are executing a scheme involving onions and an overly complicated lube system. That's not lube. <laughs> it's a gas system. Tube system. Tube. <laughs> That's like the same word. Tracy. Lube come so, in a tube? lube. I feel like they have very different functions. Okay, but like lube comes in a tube. It's basically, I mean. Yeah, but they're not the same thing. They uh, they gas the entire convention with onions. Question: Is there a way to do that? Can you like weaponize onion tears? Uh, the gas. Clearly, probably. it happened in this movie, and this is a nonfiction movie. Oh, okay. Um, so moving on, <laughs> everybody has to leave. And while they all leave, the smallest kid, like, distracts the dad or whatever and brings him to the guy who did the onions. And then they daddy nap him. Ugh. And the spooky adults from earlier that we didn't talk about, there's, like, a guy with a skunk hat who seems like he's supposed to be mentally unwell, maybe. Definitely. I don't and think he has a skunk hat. His name is Skunk. And yeah. his hair is dyed that way. Yeah. No, but I'm saying that like the way he was acting made it seem like he was supposed to be like the mon- mentally unwell like brother. Yeah, kind of. Just, I think he was just like underdeveloped socially maybe. Yeah, he- but like at the beginning when he's, yeah, when he's trying to like get an autograph or whatever, it seemed like a lot. Oh, I thought he was just starstruck then. Yeah, that's what I assumed. So so the there's there's adult spooky people and then there's the child by kids yeah and they both seem to have the same goal of daddy napping the dad don't we all not that dad not that dad that was not a dad to daddy nap i don't understand why they're the three little boy they they kidnapped the daddy they were trying to win the contest but yeah but they went above and beyond i feel like the daddy napping was too much well they were trying to be like this is what would happen in this in the novel like he would get kidnapped and apparently all the bad guys are also dentally focused because they would tie him up with fucking dental floss. Dentally focused. Dentally focused. Ugh. Melissa calls and he's like, that's my daughter. Please just let me tell her I'm okay. And they all had to like debate over letting him tell his daughter he's okay. So like if they didn't have bad intentions, I feel like that should have been an easy like, oh yeah. We already kidnapped you. We proved what we were doing. Then they were like, well, you can't see your daughter until you do this one thing for us. And the one thing was showing them how to do one of the traps from his book. But here's the deal. He's an author of a fiction book. You can't expect him to MacGyver. I think he tests out all the tests and gadgets before he puts them in the book. Obviously not, since he's like surprised at them using it. He's like, oh, this is the thing. I mean, maybe some of them he does. The big ones, they tie him up in dental floss. And so pretend that dental floss isn't just super easy to break. The mint would hurt because they're like, oh, the more you squirm, the more it hurts or something like that because like there's mint on it and it's very choppy. In a single strand, it's hard to break. But I'm sure if you wrap, like if you have like 100 strands, it's difficult. Yeah, but like, yeah, that's a very, very good method of torture is what I'm getting at. Oh, yeah. The menthol, like, and the super skinny strings, like, if it didn't break, what would it be? Yeah, I mean, just really all the mint would burn your eyes, I think. Well, it's not on its, oh, now I'm thinking about it on my eyes, and I want to talk about literally anything else. No, no, I mean, like, the fumes, not the actual I know, but that's not what I pictured. I imagined, ooh. Ugh. Ugh. So Melissa tries calling the police. They literally just laugh her off. Okay, so I love 
how this because in so many of these movies like in grandmother's house we go which wasn't a decom but it's on the brain now it's just like why don't they call the cops right now why isn't anybody calling the cops where's an adult somebody call the police in this one they establish why calling the police isn't the solution and i loved it yeah i'm happy that they filled in that gap but also like that cock kind of sucks but it is a small town i don't know there's a weird ass sci-fi convention and people are like there's kids walking around with weapons you're just like stop stop it there's kids with wands it's fine yeah but then he complains about having like multiple calls about the same incident or he's just like well first you're telling me he gets kidnapped and then you're saying he'd spotted outside a supermarket getting tied up and then he's probably just a beat cop he's not a detective he doesn't know how to clue together string together clues what now he needs to be fired <laughs> yeah seriously all he wants to do is just like or just make him a desk guy like because clearly all he wants to do is sit at his desk and build his models yeah, let him be like dispatch and he can say, all right, we're sending a car out there right now. She calls the cops. He doesn't answer. She has one of her many like fake discussion argument things with Trip, Trip Zoom. <laughs> the adult baddies uh, try to intervene in the kidnapping of or the daddy napping of the dad. Oh, what's happening here? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, the uh, car this wash. is when they end up at the car wash. Yeah, there's no yeah. rhyme or reason as to why they're there, except for as a means for her to use her awesome detective skills to find them. But like, that's when they call her. They she hears one of the guys asking, like the guy at the car wash asking what scent they want on the inside. And then when she gets there, she finds the book, the book that was like, like a word wham for dummies. Oh yeah. So I was a little less impressed with him. I was way less impressed with him because, well, first I'm less impressed with all of them because the library books were kind of a weirdly central part of the plot, but they're like, Oh no, we had to, we had to return all of our trip zoom books. How are we going to figure out a trap? And I was like, I thought you guys were diehard fans. You don't own the books. You had yeah. to check them out from the library. But also, like, how the fuck do you not know that you have to return books to the library? Okay, so we're jumping ahead a little bit. They're, they're at the car wash. She figures out they're at a car wash, and she uses the car of the hotel owner, Merv. And he's got, like, a ragtop convertible with its top down, and there were some antics, and the brakes get unbraked. Because the kids push the car into the thing, but apparently he doesn't put his brake on he just leaves his car in neutral sitting around town so so then they both go through the car wash with the top down and both of them in the car and they come out all dazed and confused and soapy like there wasn't even a rinse they didn't go through the rinse cycle yeah or the hot wax or the blow drying or anything but in the meantime the kids are in the van talking about library books and they open up and the dad sees the due date and he's like oh that's due today and they're like yeah so and he's like you know if you don't turn them in you have to pay a fine and they're all like what it was like they'd never used a library before and then also like it was suddenly the most important thing in the world that they go to the library to return their book well i guess they can't afford those ridiculous library fees although they can afford to get a fucking car wash on this huge ass like combat van that they were driving and and a hot wax too. And Melissa finds the book and she notices it's a library book as well. So that's how she ends up finding them at the library. I want to talk about the illegal siren they have on their van. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's absolutely no way that's legal in any way shape or form. Yeah, but that cop's clearly not doing shit, so I think they're okay. 
Yeah. And you know what else is not legal? That fart sound machine that they have coming out of the siren thing. Is that legal? No. I feel like that's more legal than the siren. How would that be illegal? I feel like if there's that lacks of a, an authoritarian figure in this town, um, everybody should just be sitting around smoking weed in that van, not like... Yeah. Well, no, they definitely got like higher priorities reading reading spy novels and then trying to recreate these gadgets, which are probably potentially really dangerous. I don't know. My impression is that in this little town, the kids all murdered all of the adults, except the policeman who they poisoned somehow into not doing his job. Because I mean, like the hotel's owned by a child. Yeah. They're at the library now and they get him to give in to their demands and he builds this trap, which I think was just a catapult of of toothpaste that he puts in a book. They decided that they were going to lay that trap for some poor librarian to find and they defaced like a very large encyclopedia to do it they cut out all the it was it was a fake encyclopedia they made that themselves oh they just happened to have that on hand they carry their own giant encyclopedia into the library yeah if they care that much about late fees they're not defacing an encyclopedia they're just all like teehee let's sit back here and watch somebody some poor librarian pull this off the shelf like i feel like that's mean this is like mean-spirited prank yeah i don't like it and then melissa was watching them assemble it this whole time and then she pulls it off the shelf yeah i don't know why she didn't just go over to them where they were hiding like she saw where they hid didn't she but so she gets splattered in the face with toothpaste seems really painful so her eyes are burning now probably which sounds horrible actually blind Yes, and the and the dad is just cracking up with his newfound buddies who yeah. actually daddy napped him. And Melissa and the daddy napper are flirting. Oh yeah, about her lip gloss. That was creepy. Yeah. Um. So she storms out, and dad follows her, and then magically all the stuff is gone from her face when she gets outside. And then the adult creepy daddies come up and kidnap them. And they're dressed as cops. Oh yeah, because they stole a uniform truck. A uniform delivery truck. But the dad recognizes Skunk from earlier. And he's like, you're not actual cops. But then they, since it's a Disney movie, like a decom, they don't have guns or anything. And so they're just kind of like, we're kidnapping you now. Or bad stuff will happen. But they don't really threaten them much. Well, like the one guy, he's like, oh, if we're not really cops, what's, look at my badge. Yeah. And then the other one's, yeah, what's this? And he like shoves a stapler in his side. And I think he's trying to pretend like it's a tase gun or something. Yeah. But like Melissa and daddy are both just like, that's a stapler. Yeah. It was real weird. I don't get why. Do you think that they had the handcuffs or you think the handcuffs were on the police uniforms that I they stole? I think they had them from their fun time games. Their fun time games? Their- yeah. With each other, or no, just just in case, like they have like a no. That sounds creepy. And nope, horrible. I think they were prepared for this kidnapping, and they yeah, I like that. Let's go with that. Yeah. I don't want to yep. talk about Let's that. Let's go with that. So <laughs> they go to handcuff the daddy, and Melissa's like, "Well, if you're taking my daddy, then you have to take me too." And she handcuffs herself to him. Yeah, but the dad also put up no struggle. Like they were they not were, being like, roughed cool up or anything. It. Like, why were they so cool with it? Well, maybe it's because he's like, well, the last daddy napping ended up in some fun and new friends. Maybe this one won't be the same. No, creepy adults dad dad napping you is never going to be fun. Maybe they were just like completely aghast at the situation. So they didn't know how to react at all. Yeah. And then the original kidnappers try to call the cops. And that's when the cop is like, I'm angry. I'm putting together my model. And ignores them also. 
So they decide to follow the real kidnappers, a drive-in movie theater, which would be pretty dope. Yeah, and it's like where they're living and then they give them meatless hot dogs, which I think is a thing in the book maybe. They kept on like presenting stuff to us that I think we're supposed to assume was part of the book, but it was also just like very random. So it was hard to- You mean part of the the Zoom? Yeah, Zoomiverse. It was just confusing. So I guess maybe Zoom is a vegetarian or something, but they give them really old hot dogs. So at one point, yeah, he was talking about how isn't it amazing how none of this has any meat in it, but then later she's talking about the hot dogs when she fakes having to go to the bathroom. I think maybe it was just like vegetarian hate because it was like easy, simple humor. But like they have them all set up on like cocktail sticks as if it were like, I don't know, they just made such a big deal of it. I think we're supposed to assume it was like some massive part of the book, but they didn't like explain it. So I feel like something got cut. That's possible. They basically, Skunk has a book and their end game was that the dad was going to edit slash rewrite it for him. To make it legible, readable. And it was like real bad because the brother was not very bright. So. Oh, yeah. What did he say? Like, he, I don't know, something like radiant, like toast or something. Yeah. He just couldn't put together anything. This is when Melissa is finally able to like confront her dad about his priorities and like, why don't you ever write about me? You always put all of this before. We can't do anything without Zoom being involved, blah, blah, blah. Is this when he finally tells her that the reason he writes about Zoom is because of her? Or is no, that... that takes him approximately seven more years to do. Ugh. Yes. He could have said it here and now. but He could have said it here and now if it was true. He needed time to think about it. I really feel like he was bullshitting yeah. when he said it at the end. Because this time, she's literally like, all you ever do is talk about your stupid book and your stupid character, and he is more important to you than he is to me, than I am to you. And he comes back at her with like, well, he has three degrees. <laughs> Bro, your daughter won writing two writing competitions, and she had dance recitals and stuff and whatever. The, the child daddy nappers decided to trick the adult kid daddy nappers. Oh, this is difficult to say. By using their illegal ass sirens to scare them, but I don't then it think just this, scares them. Oh, yeah, the sirens are illegal. The fart noises are okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of scaring them to like surrender, it scares them into leaving. So they drag Melissa and Daddy into the uniform truck again and they drive away. So they give chase and then they get pushed into mud. So the adult baddies go off roading to try to shake off kid baddies. <laughs> there was too much happening. At some point, pants were getting thrown out of the back. I don't know what was going on and they get stuck in the mud. Yeah. And then the adults go to a pit stop and she, Melissa tricks them into letting her use the bathroom. And then she decides to, what's the Todd? She Todd zooms the situation and leaves clues, trip zoom, whatever. (laughs) Todd zoom, trip zoom, Todd legalzoom.com. She zooms the situation and leaves clues for the kids to find. And the daddy nappers into taking her and the dad back to the hotel so that he could do the writing there. The part where she leaves the paper towel or toilet paper like hoodie on the ground. The guy like saw her drop it and just like left his hoodie on the ground. I don't think it was a hoodie. I think it was one of the uniforms from the truck. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. I still would think like if she just throws it on the ground, I feel like he would just be like, whoa, and throw it back in the van or something. Like I don't. Especially since there was like a very clear line of toilet paper coming from it. So they go back to the hotel. And this is where, like, the big hotel boy is, like... 
Hey. Surprise. Yeah, it's been me. <laughs> he kept sniffing the flower he had on his lapel. That didn't pay off ever, did it? No, I didn't even notice that. All I noticed was like he was actually calling the dad daddy. Was he? Yeah. Was he? I think I'm so used to jokingly calling people daddy that I've just spaced out when people actually do it. Yeah, no, he was like calling him big daddy. It was kind of like he was in... um, Like a mafia movie? Yeah, like he should be wearing a zoot suit, which he kind of was. At this point, it's not important really, but the kids, the kid baddies get brought back to the hotel with the pizza guy. And he's like, I've always delivered pizza, but I've never delivered the customer. He had to drive for a minute because it's now daytime. Yeah, that was weird. I hope he got compensated for his time. Yeah, I bet they had a bunch of weed and they gave it to him because he seemed like the type. But So the kids can't find them in the presidential suite where she left the clue for them to be. And they decide that they're going to enlist the help of everyone at the convention. But they don't even say, all, they're like is, all they say is whatever the author's name is, is in trouble. And then everyone moves into, into action. They never say like, what the trouble is, what the plan is, or anything. But they all just start filling up water guns and balloons with gross, like, basically looked like grapefruit mixed with mashed potatoes. It was mouthwash with fluoride. This movie had a lot of... Um, gross humor, like splatter. Yeah, like slime and food in the face and stuff like that. But it was, it felt like it was trying to be reminiscent of things from, like, the early 2000s or the 90s. Like, like Nickelodeon. Yeah, but they just didn't pull it off. For some reason, it made me think of Max Keebler's big move. There was a food fight in that movie. Oh, there was. I forgot like, that movie. That one was done well because it was I silly. I love like, that movie. Me too. It was silly. There was kids using a trombone as like a, a ketchup cannon. There was too much of it and it wasn't well done at all. The gross humor. Uh, this was the point in the story where he lies to his daughter and tells her like 18 years after she confronts him about it that the character is actually written by her, which like if that's the case, she says, hey, why don't you ever write about me? And he's like, I thought it was obvious. It was her. Not, oh, no, this is sad. Let me think about it. You yeah. know what would have been a better twist if it turned out that she actually was the writer and she was just hallucinating not being the writer and the dad was actually like the manager or something and he's like I can't keep this up anymore. Lifetime original movie. Yeah. If he's been like stealing her ideas this whole time. Did we talk about how they're holding them to rewrite the crazy guy's manuscript? Yeah. Like, so he's a terrible writer. She's a way better editor than he is. She keeps interjecting with like all these great ideas and like, oh, your dialogue is a little rough here. Maybe you should uh, do this. And then she's like, um, I think the dad is just an idea, man. He probably has a really good editor. Yeah, he's got a good editor, but she is like, she started from a young age and from the ground up. So she's like learning yeah. the whole process in school. So Merv, who owns the hotel that they're staying at, reveals that his plan is was actually to trick the dad into writing a Zoom book, not just rewrite Skunk's book. And it was going to be the last book. So his intention was to kill the dad. Yeah, they never say it, but it's pretty obvious. Which is pretty dark. Yeah. It's super dark, but then also, what does he get out of it? He would have the manuscript for this book, and I guess yeah. he thinks it'd be worth, like, tons of money, but I think you would only get the one-time payment of selling it off, and then family would get the royalties. If it seems like it was a natural death, like he died there somehow, if somehow he got away with it, we'll pretend like it's possible, that he has the hotel where this, like, famous author died while writing his last manuscript. I wish he, we had the villain speech where he's like, this is my plan. But then I think Disney would have had, I think they were trying really 
really hard to avoid him being like scary bad since they never said I'm going to kill you. It was just implied. So I feel like if they got that deep, then they'd have to be like, I'm going to fucking kill you now. It just didn't make any sense. Yeah. No, a lot of this movie didn't. They tie up the baddies, but at this point, like the bad guys aren't bad anymore, really. I mean, they're like still bad, but not the bad. Oh, no, you're, we, we missed something. She like, she finally accepts that she's trip, trip, trap. Trap trip. 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 She finally accepts that she's basically trip, which is bullshit. And she like MacGyver's a signal to hang out, which I thought they were in the basement. Turns out that they were on an upper level, but she hangs the signal out the window and all the kids are like, there they are. Let's go. Let's start. uh, Let's start blasting the window, which is not an effective way to make someone surrender. Merv is just like, oh, they're attacking us with goop. And instead of just closing the window, he's like, we've got to go. Everybody out. You could just close. I mean, close the window. Yeah, he's not a great supervillain, but he is like the third supervillain we got. So I think if you combine all the supervillains in this movie together, we get you get one mediocre supervillain. Yeah, and that's almost nothing. Mm, uh, They type the baddies, but which baddies? Are we talking about the brothers? No, that yeah, that was the brothers at that point. So that was weird because like at this point as a viewer, I was like, oh, they were also double crossed. So they're not the worst, but let's focus on this for a bit. They also did daddy nap him. They did. Like, it's not like, oh, just because you were also double crossed doesn't mean get a free pass. Yeah, it's true. But I feel like they were more mentally unwell than malicious. Oh, I agree. I don't think they were all that malicious at all. Yeah. Yeah. They were weird. They didn't need to be in it at all. It could have. They just were just been, like, immature. Chill. They were more childlike than the children villains. I feel like it would have been a more cohesive movie if somehow Merv manipulated the children into kidnapping. Yeah. And I feel like the kids were just in it, and their initial daddy napping was just to like put those characters in it because they were all in other shows. But like they could have just as easily, when the main guy, the older one, Wheeze or whatever, makes friends with the girl over the word game, like then they could just see bad stuff happening and try. To rescue her and the dad without having kidnapped him to begin with themselves well i think they were like trying to they were trying to make a plot twist but yeah no i get that it was just it like a so lot much better if they hadn't introduced the creepy adults as creepy adults that quickly yeah the twist would have been yeah. an actual twist if we didn't see them before they kidnapped him anyway they end up solving everything and yeah. it's all convoluted and then the dad still has to pick the Zoom Enough contest and he gives it to the three boys. And then, which is kind of reward. I mean, they did end up helping in the end, but they also like kidnapped him. So that's kind of rewarding some bad behavior there. But then Melissa gets her recognition for being like the inspiration for everything, which any author, he would have said that like when the first book came out, it would have like, yeah, been like he yeah. devoted Put that his, in his dedication. Yeah. It seems like she confronted him about never being around and only caring about Trip. And he was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Yeah. Don't you know? You are Trip. <laughs> and then Weeze gives Melissa his phone number and they agree to go on a normal date. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. The lesson I learned is that if you kidnap your favorite author, um, as long as you like kind of help them in the end in a really convoluted way, you'll win an award. So watch out, famous authors. Now I'm going to kidnap you, but then save you. I learned to always carry loose tea in my purse in case I meet J.K. Rowling. <laughs> to kidnap her? Yeah. No, no. Remember, I'm not going to kidnap her. I'll just be very polite when I meet her. Yeah, but like, 
you could also try to kidnap her with that. No, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, legally, you wouldn't do that. I'm going to kidnap her heart, and we're going to become friends. She'll willingly become your friend, because you're yep. not kidnapping her. Nope. Sammy? Um, Sammy, did you learn anything? <laughs> do I ever? <laughs> <laughs> um, I learned that I should get some watermelon lip gloss to bring all the boys to my yard. <laughs> okay. Uh, ratings. Lori, what'd you give it? A, I'm going to give it a four out of 10. It didn't really make a lot of sense. I liked a lot of the characters, but it feels like this was something that they did just to get as many of the Disney Channel stars into one screen as they could. And that took priority over all else. I think a five out of 10. As much as, as little as it made sense, uh, I really liked the characters a lot, and I thought some of the jokes were really, really funny, and some of the physical humor was good too. So I can't hate it. I kind of enjoyed watching it as terrible as it was. So five out of ten. Originally, I thought three out of ten. I guess now I'm the most pessimistic one here, um, but I'm going to say four out of ten because the gross humor, like they just didn't really capture the essence of it, and the story was kind of weak. But the characters were enjoyable, and it wasn't not entertaining to watch at times. But if it was on again, I would probably not continue continue to watch it. So I have two true things and one false thing. Okay. The it's or otherwise Brandon dubbed is two truths and a goof because we don't we we don't lie because we're not bad. Um. Number one, this was put on hold due to the writer's strike. Number two, Miley Cyrus was originally going to play Melissa Morris. Number three, the sign for the hotel is shown in High School Musical 3. Um, I'm going gonna I'm to gonna guess number two is the goof. I'm going to say number one is the goof. Number two is the goof. Uh, this was yeah. put on hold due to the writer's strike, which I actually wanted to mention earlier because I was like, oh, the writer's strike happened. And I remember like TV and stuff was really awkward during that time because everything kind of haphazardly yeah. put together. And that could explain why the plot is so weird. And maybe the actors were just on set. So they like made them do stuff. But then I was like, oh, no, that'll give away one of my truths. OK, do we have an outro? Um, if you guys were to daddy nap. Any decom daddy, who would it be? Andoni. I'm the decom daddy? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, and don't forget to make those daddies go over to podnistogether.com and rate, comment, and subscribe us on iTunes and Google Play. I think I need and, to go uh, back for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Why is it so gross? Because you're making that daddy do stuff. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> also, if you really love your daddy, you no! can buy them some of our merch, which says Decom Daddy. It's your guys' fault. You're the ones who started calling them daddy.